When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms of preteens, teens, and young adults. My mission is to first and foremost support and encourage you, mom, so that you can live well and reclaim your life. Two, this show will help you have the best possible relationships with your teens so that you can communicate, motivate, and guide them effectively and actually enjoy them. And third, I will bring you top-notch guests who will share the newest in adolescent research and trends so you can be prepared and aware of what your teens are facing today. Always you will leave each episode armed with practical parenting tips. Welcome back everyone to the 217th episode of Power Your Parenting, Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. The middle school years can be rough on our kids. Despite our best efforts to protect their innocence, they are exposed to things way too early. They are going through puberty, bombarded with hormones, and they're trying to find a place to belong and survive. So how can you build confidence in your tween? And where does self-confidence come from? How can our teens become more aware of what is going on inside their hearts and minds? How do you help your tween deal with failures, disappointment, and hard emotions? Today, I bring you three passionate moms and business owners. Katie, Becky, and Allie are three moms who know what it's like to raise a family with a total of 17 children between them. They're also successful businesswomen as co-founders of I Believe in Me, an online mentoring program for tween girls. The program focuses on strengthening and protecting girls in today's uncertain and often destructive social climate with backgrounds in business, health, and beauty. Katie, Becky, and Allie have the perfect combination of skills to mentor girls during this critical time in their lives. Katie is the CEO of Singer's Company, which has been building confidence in little girls through singing and dancing for over 30 years. Becky is a fitness trainer and habits coach who empowers women of all ages with systems and strategies to organize their lives. Allie is a beauty business owner who is passionate about helping girls and women look and feel confident. Their unique mentoring program, I Believe in Me, promotes self-motivation and resilience through a garden-themed approach. They guide girls as they cultivate their garden of life, establishing daily routines, actions, and mindsets during their formative years. The program's tested grow and share living pattern teaches life tools and habits to protect against the rapid decline of mental health and happiness in girls ages 10 through 13. Welcome, Katie, Becky, and Allie. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. So I heard that you have 17 children between y'all. So let's start with Katie. So tell me how many kids you have and the ages of your kids. I have six kids, three boys and three girls. We're kind of like the Brady Bunch. And my oldest is Annie. She's 21. She's in the nursing program in college. My next is Jack. He is 19. Max is 17. Sadie is almost 15. And then Dane is 10. And Lauren, we call her Lala, is turning four tomorrow, actually. So we have a big range. Wow. Okay. Becky? Yes, I have seven. 
And they range from my oldest is 25. She's married. She's been married for about a year and a half, lives in New York City. I have four girls, three boys. So I have a son who's 21, a daughter who's 20, a daughter who's 17, graduating from high school in about a month. And my son, who's 15, can't wait to drive, like asks to drive all the time. (laughs) And he just stresses me out when he drives, but that's okay. And then a daughter who's 13 and my youngest son, who's nine. That's a lot of kids too. So a lot um, of kids too. (laughs) Yeah. Allie? I only have four. So I feel like I'm on the lower end of the spectrum here. I have two boys and two girls. So we were even numbers and we weren't going to mess with that. So. My oldest two are boys, 11 and nine. And then my younger two are girls and they are six and three. So that we're like in the thick of craziness over my house. Yes. So you can relate to all the moms listening right now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You are living it. Yes. In the trenches. You are in the trenches. So can you tell the moms listening about the I Believe in Me online mentoring program right now, mostly about the background. Like, why did y'all create it? What's the background story? I Believe in Me is an online mentoring program, like you said, for girls like 10 to 13 is the ideal age for this program. I started a different company called Singer's Company for elementary age girls. And that's been around for years. It has the same mission and focus of strengthening the confidence of girls. And over the years, all of these parents have loved Singer's Company. The tools we use there are different. It's performing tools with music and dance and singing and performing and sharing your voice. And it's all about strengthening our confidence. And the program has worked. It's wonderful. Everyone loves the brand. But all of these girls started to grow up. And the parents didn't want to see that strengthening end. And so they kept asking, what do you have for middle schoolers? And I knew that the same approach with middle school wouldn't create the same result. They need to be out in the middle school programs, the choirs, performing, gaining confidence in those activities. But I also saw a huge hole to feel with where the world was going and these sweet girls being turned over to middle school. And they're so strong. We got them so strong. And then we're like, oops, go to middle school. So honestly, through inspiration just came to be. We'll talk more about it. Obviously, that's why we're here with you, Colleen. But there was a need. Parents were asking. They trusted the brand. And it just really evolved that way. And as soon as I felt it in my heart, what it needed to look like and the approach we were going to take, I jumped on it. And we've never looked back. And I scooped these amazing women up. Allie, Becky, Mm -hmm. we've got Emily too. She's kind of in our arts department. They're just amazing women who have the same passion of really giving these girls the strength and the support that they need to make good decisions because out of good decisions creates stability and happiness. And so we just want to be part of the solution. That's wonderful. And this is the culture to do it because as we both agree, as our girls are under attack and so much anxiety, so much depression, it's just crazy how those statistics still just keep going up. So this yes, is needed. Colleen, one thing I was going to say, as we've seen even recently, like with the CDC coming out with the persistent sadness that they have found in six out of 10 girls, like those statistics are sobering. And we started this company, it kind of got born out of the pandemic to try to help these kids navigate through some of these issues that have never been faced before. And now we're seeing some of the effects of that. And We just felt that this needed to be out there as part of the solution to help these girls navigate and find their happy, find their roots and their routines and the mindset. I mean, we talk about that all the time with adults, but -hmm. sometimes these kids don't get as much instruction in school. I don't know if they're being taught the skills that they need to emotionally be able to withstand some of the things they're experiencing now. And in middle school, you introduce hormones, you introduce all of these changes that are happening. It's a very critical time in a girl's life. Yeah. Well, I can tell you they're not teaching that. So these are really important skills to be taught. And then I think with the world of screens, that's not helping middle school girls either. So let's just jump into this question is how can moms build confidence in their tween daughters? And where does self-confidence come from? I believe 
Self-confidence comes from discovering who you are and what makes you you and pursuing those things and growing in those ways. For example, all of our children, we have obviously a lot of children, but I know every mom would say every child is so different. They have different talents. They have different strengths. They didn't have different weaknesses. And as a mother, we have that intuition. We can see that almost before our children realize what their strengths and weaknesses are. We can see little glimpses of that. And if we can help them, first of all, see what they like, and it might not be what we thought for them, but to help explore themselves as far as what do I like? What do I want to try? Like activities, anything. It could be crafting. It could be sports. It could be baking. It could be music. Or maybe as a parent, we help them. But when they're pursuing actively their talents through action, I feel that is when they gain those confidence of I'm needed. I'm special. I can do these things really well. Look, at I'm getting better at that. We talk about this a lot in I Believe in Me. One of our main focuses is you grow in those areas and then you share it and you grow and you share. And through that growing and then sharing, then that's even more confidence. Just being able to use your unique talents and gifts and sharing it with the world and seeing the good that comes from that. I feel like there's a lot of strength and stability in that. Another thing that we also believe, Colleen, is Mm -hmm. that helping these girls and even as moms, if we can create a structured system like a routine or a schedule and keep promises to ourselves, like working hard, getting to the end of the day and feeling like, okay, at least I accomplished one important thing today. It feels good. It feels good to work hard in your garden of life, right? Plant those seeds and work at your talents, share those things. It feels good to create a routine where you feel successful in the morning, even as simple as when we teach routines, the first thing you do is wake up, right? That's on your routine, wake up on time. That feels good. So building on top of these blocks of routine where you can anchor yourself into getting things done that you need to get done and then growing as a person. So you don't just leave your time to chance. As moms, as families, we need to make sure that we're working towards something. We're progressing through our day, through our week. There's a plan. There's an action plan. It just doesn't get like, you know, laid to chance. We believe working hard brings confidence because you're keeping promises to yourself. Mm -hmm. I just want to add one thing that I've seen in my own kids. And I work with some youth in the community and at church, and I've seen their confidence grow when they understand that individuality is beautiful, like a bouquet of flowers. They're all different. That's what makes the bouquet so gorgeous and so beautiful and smells so good is because all the flowers are different. Their colors are different. The texture is different. The petals are different. And when you can help these young kids understand that it's okay to like your own thing and it's okay to not be the basketball star or the cheerleader or whatever, that you have your own special thing that you're good at. Confidence will grow. And I've seen it in my son. He's not my athletic child, but we've introduced a couple things to him and he found something that he's really good at that I probably wouldn't have picked for him, but it's neat to see the confidence just kind of almost switch overnight when he found something that was his own And he didn't have to be like his brother or some of his other friends at school. He could find something special to him that he loved. And then he was able to flourish in that. So teaching these kids that you can have your own thing and it doesn't have to be like everybody else. We don't need to worry about what everybody else thinks, whether you like drama or soccer or singing or dancing, it can all be different. And that's what makes you so beautiful and make you strong and confident. Right. What I like about what you're saying is it's really about the kind of the locus of control is inside them and that they see that they're making progress. You know, I had a girl come into my office and she said, I'm going to quit singing. And I said, why? And she goes, because I can't sing like Taylor Swift. Oh, heavens. You know, but I think think that a lot of kids, if you're looking externally at others, then you shut down and you feel like you can't do anything. So Getting them to see that they're making progress is really, really important. And that kind of keeps them in the game. 
my daughter was a dancer and I was like the dorm mom at a summer dance, <laughs> you know, thing in Pittsburgh. And I saw there was this amazing dance instructor and she really could bring out the best in these kids. And when these kids could do the jump and I forgot all the names, but they could leap and do all these things, they would just light up because they got farther than they ever thought they could do. And I think that's what you're saying in terms of confidence is that, oh my gosh, I can do that. You know, I just beat my own record. It's not beating other people's records. It's your own record. So I have something I want to bounce off of y'all because I had a middle school girl come in and she was a seventh grader. She is super beautiful and was the top dancer and really good in athletics. And she thought, you know, the be the best, be everything. She thought if she was the best, then everyone would like her. And she was cornered by seven of her classmates in the bathroom and they all told her how mean she was because she would send mean texts. So can you talk about what's the difference between a good self-confidence or that? You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right. (laughs) Yes. I feel bad for these kids, the tools that the world has given them to communicate because it's easier to send a mean text than to say that out loud to a person and face to face. So I think they get it Sometimes the consequences of their actions don't come immediately because they, you know, they shot that text over. And so someone that appears so strong and she felt like, you know, if I can be the best at dance and if I can, you know, obviously I am naturally beautiful and people like me, but yet there's an emptiness with that. The share part of growing is not there because what she's putting out there and sharing are mean texts and a little bit overconfident, like, I have to be better than you to feel good about myself. Yes. And that's false. That's an empty vessel in her heart. And we talk about with these girls that they need to check in with their mind and their heart all the time. In our garden theme program, it's easy for them to get these concepts because we use that garden theme where for anything to grow, you have to have really nutritious soil. There's got to be a lot of nutrients in there. The way we describe it to the girls is your soil is your mind and your heart working Mm. together to point you to good. And if I look at this girl that you described, her soil's rocky. Her motives are off. And so if your soil is off, you know, a flower can spring up quite quickly in like a rocky soil, but immediately it's going to start wilting when it tries to suck nutrients out of the ground and it's just not there. So She has an empty part inside her, I feel, that she needs to understand what she's putting out there. Not the dance side. That looks beautiful. That's wonderful. And not the look side. That Obviously, that's beautiful too. But her words, her actions towards others. And really that, when you can tune into that, that's where the joy comes. Is that it's sincere inside your heart. And what you're sharing comes off as sincere and loving. Yes. What shocked me is that these girls in this culture, a lot of them don't know the golden rule. Right. And the culture is if they're the best, they can treat people any way they want and still be the best and worshiped. So I like what you're talking about in terms of the soil. So what are the soil checks and why do they work to help build self-esteem in adolescent girls? Well, there's different situations where you can perform a soil check. And a soil check is when a girl asks herself two questions. Number one, is this activity or where you're at or what you're watching or who you're with, is this appropriate for me, my age and my garden? And the second question is, how does my heart feel? So you're checking in, like if you're on social media and you're scrolling through for 10, 15 minutes and you get off that social media and you feel worse about yourself, you're checking in with your soil. That probably wasn't a very good soil builder. It's not going to bring a lot of nutrients to help you grow and gain confidence and give back to the world, right? If you're with friends and gossip starts, it's a self-awareness system where a little light can go off, ding, 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 and you can take action. You can actually change the conversation, create a better environment, create better soil, take out some of those weeds, get rid of some of those rocks and bring in the nutrients, right? Because it doesn't feel good. Yeah, you can also do it in friendships. like. If you're hanging out with someone, 
like this dancer girl. If you're one of her friends that confronted her in the bathroom, you're thinking, okay, I'm hanging out with this beautiful dancer girl and she is not treating me very nice. And that girl can do a soil check in her mind that says, okay, I don't feel good when I hang out too much with her. And it doesn't make sense for me to continually want to hang out with her because I leave feeling less than. That's not sunshine in my garden. That's shadows. So to be able to be, yes, to be able to be strong enough, not that you're going to be mean to her, that's not the goal. But if you need to take a little break from that friendship to like get your bearings down about who you are, what you want for yourself, that soil check should alert you to that. And I believe, I mean, we suggest three strikes you're out, not totally out, but like when you have (laughs) these situations that something goes wrong with a friend and then a couple of days later, something else goes wrong, you know, and then she's really putting you down the next time and you're at three strikes and you're just not feeling it. It's okay. Be strong enough to take a step back from that friendship for a minute and find others or be strong enough to stand alone for a minute. And that's okay. We want these girls to be strong enough to be able to stand alone when they need to and make a little shift to keep that sunshine in their garden. When we do have an urge to send a text or say something rude or mean, this soil check could have come in at a good time for this darling dancer. And before she sent the text, because she could have checked in with her heart and be like, actually, are the words that I'm saying or that I'm going to send over the text, is this going to be a positive thing? Is it uplifting? Do I need to say it? Is it necessary? All of these things, when we're checking it, constantly checking in multiple times a day, because after that, after those girls confronted her, she probably didn't feel confident because all of these friends were now mad and sad that she had sent such sad things to them. And so that helps gain the confidence as we're checking in with ourselves and with other people and friends and situations to see what we should have and keep in our garden or what we need to pull out just for a moment, you know? So what have you seen with the girls in your program who've been doing the solo checks? Oh, they're amazing. We do monthly Zoom calls with them and they're optional. The bulk of our program is just online. You can do it personally, but we do offer where they can come and join us and we do different discussions each week and they know the tools. They're real tools that we've given them and they can list the mantras, you know, turn worry into work, soil check checking in with your mind and your heart. Does this make sense for me and my age? How's my heart feeling? You know, three strikes, you're out. I don't have time for that in my garden. You know, be the sunshine. They are able to recognize. And we talk about these topics. We just did one this last month on soil checks. And usually they last about 30 minutes to 45 minutes. And they just wanted to keep talking and sharing experiences of how they've dealt with little situations at school. Someone made a comment about her outfit, you know, and it kind of hurt her heart. And she was able to say how she brushed it off in four seconds and went on and the sun was still shining in her garden. One of our girls, Lily, she shared an experience where she kind of felt left out because all of her friends on her sports team have cell phones and she didn't have a cell phone. And it just made her feel like she was missing out or she wasn't strengthening her friendships. And So she asked the girls in the Zoom call, her peers, like, you know, what should I do? Like, what's something I could do to engage in a conversation or help. And her friends offered advice of, hey, you could probably start up a new conversation or compliment one of them and just start talking about anything that they're doing this week. So it helped her find a situation where she felt left out. She felt alone and she found friendship within this Zoom call of girls who were also offering solutions that, hey, What about doing this? What about creating your own happy? Like, don't just put it in someone else's hands. Maybe have a get together this weekend and invite the girls to come over and put the phones aside and go swim or go play or create a situation where you can be without the phones. There was another really cute story from this last Zoom call that we had with the girls. And one of them shared, I think it was a friend's house. They were sitting on the couch And the movie or the show that they were watching, she did her soil check and she's like, I didn't feel right. I started to feel icky and I wanted to leave, but I was embarrassed and I didn't know what to do. And so she sat there for a second and their friend turned to her and said, do you want to go? And she's like, yeah. So they got up and they left the situation. She did the soil check and they were able to do it together. And I remember in middle school, I had to do that. I had to get up and leave a movie 
And I had to do it alone. But hearing that she had a friend to do it with and that she had confidence getting up and leaving. And we applauded her. Everybody was so excited for her. And you don't have to be rude or mean or say how bad the movie was or how it maybe wasn't appropriate at this part. You can just simply say, I need to go to the bathroom or I'm going to go get more popcorn. And then they just excuse themselves and sat. So there's so much confidence in being able to stand up. Oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional for (laughs) yourself and for the things that you believe in. And seeing these girls do it over and over again. I wish I would have learned these as a young age. I wish I would have known all of these tools that could have just made things a little bit easier and been able to get through certain situations more seamlessly. Like these two cute girls that got up together and left. Sorry about that. No, that's all right. That is what so many of those girls don't have, that they have that confidence to stand up and awareness. So the soil check really helps them with self-awareness, which is great. A great metaphor. I love Colleen. What Allie said is, I was just thinking when she mentioned it, that a soil check is really personal. It's not something that you're voicing out to people. It's really something that is internal that happens inside. Like Ali said, you're not trying to be mean to anyone. Like, I don't do what you do. That's bad. No, it's just like everything else that we're teaching these girls in their garden. It's you. It's what feels good to you. Be true to your heart and your mind together. And that will point you to good always. It's inside you. Yeah, love it. So what is the grow and share living pattern? And why does this create a happy tween? We kind of touched on it earlier. We talked about the Zoom calls we have with these girls. They're Uh called, how's it growing? You know, we kind of did a little play on words. Like, how's it growing? Like little chatting about life. And we take different topics. And we love to see these girls bloom. Because I feel like life is one decision at a time. Like Becky said, when you set that foundation, as simple and kind of silly sometimes as a morning routine or an evening routine as your routines, we say all the time, routines are your roots. Those get you grounded. As silly as it is to make your bed every day, it really does create that little bit of decision that brings that confidence for that day. And so when you talk about growing and sharing, you're in that position because of those little steps that add to your confidence in your day. You're Uh setting yourself up to learn better at school. You're not scrambling out the door when everyone's mad at each other and then you're late and then you can't listen in math because you were so mad at your mom and you couldn't find your uniform. (laughs) And when your routine's in place, that those little decisions, you're calmer at school, you're calmer with your family, you're able to process what you're learning, you can reach your goals in school better, you know, the goals of learning and getting better grades. And then when you're in that position, of growing, then that opportunity comes of, hey, who'd like to volunteer to tutor, you know, math? Oh, I can share. You know, that's, they're confident enough to volunteer for things. And then they can go help someone else. And then helping and sharing what they've been able to process and learn themselves as they're growing, then that's even more confidence because you see the growth in someone else and you helped with that growth. And that makes you bloom even brighter and stronger. And it all starts with, tiny decisions in your day. That's truly what we feel. And one thing too, Colleen, in addition to build on to what Katie just added is as a mom with kids, I think when they're having a bad day or when things aren't going right, one of my favorite things to tell them is go help someone, go look outside yourself, go share your sunshine inside your heart. You know, these kids, they'll have bad days, but generally if they can build their own confidence through their routines and their things. And then they'll have something to give. They'll fill their own cup through growing. And then they can get to school and be like, how can I make somebody's day better? Mm -hmm. Like this middle school girl that you talked to, if she could have gone to school and been like, how can I help somebody today? What can Mm -hmm. I do to share the light I have inside of me and make somebody's day brighter? Because instantly what happens is she feels better about herself because look at the smile that she put on someone's face. Or when you're looking for somebody who needs help, that's when you find it, right? And that's when you can reach out, lift them up. And you can't lift someone up without lifting yourself, right? So there's so much research that shows growing and giving back is a formula for happiness. And if we can help these kids 
look outside, even when they're struggling, if they're having a bad day, it's okay when they're struggling, help someone else. And you will instantly feel that sunshine in both of your gardens. It's so beautiful. I completely agree. So I'm smiling because I love the idea of these routines. And I think so many moms who are listening are saying I would do anything if my kids would have a routine and that so much of the struggle between mothers and kids, you know, are the morning routines and the evening routines. I think so often it's so frustrating that a mother could say something to their child and then they could probably take this program and hear it from somebody different about routines and do it. <laughs> yes. Why we is are it major somebody else? Parents. We it are. takes a village, right, Colleen? It <laughs> takes a village to raise a child. We love to echo whatever parents are teaching. We are here to back them up for sure. Yes. Everybody yes. needs backup, especially Everybody. with these tweens. So we're here to cheer the girls on, to teach them, help be another source of teaching the tools in a fun way that we don't have to be, you know, I don't know, the parent can feel support from us. That's the well, goal. Well, what y'all are doing is I think you're giving them the why they should have a routine and kind of what's in it for them. Because I think often that moms, we get into these power struggles of like, come on, you need to get up. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it seems like they don't see what's in it for them. So you're breaking it down and having them see, oh, there's something in this for me. Not that that's selfish, but they're not going to get that intuitively. And even if mom is trying to instill a morning routine in her family, as she's developing that even for her to say, wow, doesn't that feel good when mm-hmm. you did that? Like for her to help her child realize that, look at these four things you just did this morning. That was amazing. And I love to thank my kids because it helps my morning. My 14-year-old's super great at her routines. My son, 17 cent, we've been talking about this for the last couple of <laughs> weeks, but it's like, we need to push reset. <laughs> like we need to push reset on those morning routines. And he knows it, like you need to have a wake up time. But I love it because when my daughter comes down and she's available, I love thanking her, being able to thank her in that moment. Like, thank you so much, Sadie. It's so helpful when you get down here at this time and I can get you fed and you can grab this. It just makes things so much more calm. Thank you so much. Because really they are sharing right there. They're helping me. They almost are serving me and helping the family out have a calm, happy morning rather than a frazzled everyone's stressed out. And so I like pointing out the positive by just being like, thank you. That was so helpful. (laughs) You are the best. I can always count on you. And even when she sleeps in, sometimes she's not perfect. If that's okay, you're not going to be perfect, but you can always reset. And that's the great thing about having a routine. Yes. Can I add one more thing about those routines? We have my darling little six-year-old is just a little spitfire and she wants to get herself dressed and do her hair every day. And speaking of these morning routines, she never lays out her clothes the night before. It's always like, I want this or where's this shirt and all the things. And she's very, very opinionated. Bless her sweet little heart. And if she can't find something or something isn't ready, if a certain pair of pants or whatever, aren't there ready for her to wear? then it throws everybody off. So teaching these kids that a routine is not only good for you to get yourself out the door, especially in the morning, but it's great for everybody because then I'm frustrated. And then I get frustrated at my other son because this kid made me mad. And so then it just is like a pinball machine where it just kind of keeps going. So when we teach them how important these routines are, especially those morning routines, You know, you get up, you get dressed and you go downstairs and have breakfast and then you brush your teeth and, you know, all the different things. Get your backpack ready the night before. That's one of the routines that we've taught at iMoving Me is is get things ready the night before so that in the morning, it's just unicorns and rainbows in the morning because you already know where everything (laughs) is, you know? So that's one thing that we are trying to work on very hard in our family because when we do, like Katie said, it's like, Chloe, look, you're not worried. You're not crying walking to school because you didn't get that pink shirt that you wanted or whatever. She knows it. I know it. And everybody can feel how happier the day can be when we have those routines in place. Yeah. So again, you're helping these kids become self-aware of like, oh, this is better. This is happier. Yeah. All right. So 
Explain the four C's and how they create weeds in life. Oh, the four C's are some of my favorites. So on my fridge in my kitchen, we have handwritten out just on a piece of paper. Don't compare, don't criticize, don't compete, and don't complain. Those four C's will literally kill any kind of self-confidence within a family, within an individual. The comparing game, which is very common in our society today, thanks to social media and everything else, you're never going to come out on top, right? You're comparing yourself or even within a family. Siblings compare, you know, this one had to do this chore. You know, I had to do this. The comparing game never works. It never fosters healthy growth or a good feeling. Same with criticizing each other or criticizing your friends, competing, competing in a family for whatever it might be, or complaining. These four things we try to help these girls realize, instead of comparing, look at what you do offer. Look at what you do have. Let's bring in some gratitude. Let's look at what our blessings are, right? And I feel like if we can identify how harmful some of those habits might be and find the antidote to them, like being grateful or cheering on someone, you know, that you might feel like is better than you, that's okay. You can both be awesome at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. There's no need that there has to be just one person on top. Let's all be awesome. So kind of creating that culture within a family or within inside a girl to realize, to be aware of those four C's. And when you see one, or when you see yourself maybe complaining, realize, okay, well, what can you do to change that? How can you flip that around? Like you said at the beginning, Colleen, I loved it. I'm like, as soon as you said it, I'm like, yes, oh my gosh, we're so aligned. The power is inside them. I think it's very easy in the world we live in to default to the four C's because when you're yes. comparing, you want something else. So then you're going to complain that you don't have that pair of shoes. She does, or you don't get to get your hair colored because we can't afford to get your hair colored, but all those girls can't. You know, the C's just keep building on each other. You compare, then you're going to complain. You compare, then you're going to criticize them because you're feeling bad. And somehow the natural side of yourself just wants to lash out. And so, with these four C's, they're just distractions and weeds that will naturally appear in your garden. Just like we talked about ants, automatic negative thoughts. I feel like those go hand in hand with these four C's. You're automatically going to default to these things. So it's a constant fight for the light, constant fight for that sunshine in your garden. And if these girls understand that so much of this is just normal and natural to have and default to these negative things, they can be ready to fight back and to replace about, it. Yes, yeah. the tools to fight back, which is gratitude. I might not have those shoes, but I don't need them. I've got two legs and I can walk. I'm good. Let's look outside ourselves. Let's not focus all the negative inside. Let's shine the light. And you can't shine when you settle in on those four C's. So we say this a lot, turn worry into work. And when you're worried about how you look and you don't look like her, you don't yeah. dress like her, you don't have as much money as her, or you don't think you're as talented, you're comparing and you're criticizing and you're feeling down. There's no time for that. If you want a healthy garden, just shove that out of your brain. You don't have time for that and get growing. Get growing busy. In, yeah. Yes. Get busy doing something. I was listening to one of your podcasts and I loved what your guest said. She was an attorney and she was talking about social media effects. And she said that she noticed that when she had a project to do, she wasn't distracted by her phone or by those four C's of the world. She got it done. And her energy went towards building and growing and creating this project that she had to do. And I feel like healthy, happy work and pursuing talents and dreams, whether it be dancing, whether it be at home, just creating, or maybe it's learning a new skill on the computer, maybe it's fashion, whatever these girls want to pursue, working at those things, physically working and spending time on them will keep them from the four C's. Yes. And again, those four C's are ways to disempower yourself yes. and ruin your confidence. Yes. yes. And it helps to identify them. It really does because then the girls... And even your kids, they're just able to see how that hurts your soil. It hurts. Mm -hmm. You're trying to grow as a person. You're trying to be the best version of yourself. 
comparing, criticizing, competing, complaining is going to do the opposite. And it's easy to replace that behavior when you can identify it, right? Mm -hmm. You can put in Mm -hmm. a better habit in there. Like Katie said, a gratitude, like a happy thought in there after a negative one comes in. You're learning how to replace those. And if these kids can learn these skills within our home, just imagine like when they get to be older, it just helps them so much now to create these habits. Oh, for sure. So there's so many things we could talk about, but let's talk about what are some habits and routines for happiness and success in the real world? It's almost like a repeat. I think you grow upon what you've already planted, your plants. Like, so as you've started with the basics, the routines are the roots, those little building blocks of your day that puts you in position to pursue more talents. And then those talents become more opportunities. And so you say yes to projects and you say yes to making up a dance routine for the school pep rally. You know, you're in the position because you have that foundation and put yourself in that position to grow, you're ready to share. And then those opportunities just open up and you're able to say yes to them because you have the confidence, the time, because you've learned to manage your time well. And the opportunity because you've really worked hard in your garden and your talents are at the point where people are seeking them and you have the confidence to put them out there or even seek those opportunities. And so that's the goal, the end goal, building upon what you've already had. Yes. And when I think real world, Colleen, I think hardships, right? The real world can be rough and adulthood, high school, college, these kids, when they start maybe experiencing things on a bigger level and... There's a lot of failure, disappointment, things in life that can derail you or deter you from that growth, maybe make you wilt in your garden. And to give these kids tools that they have what's inside of them, that self-awareness, that reflection to make choices that when there is a disruption or if you come upon something that's really hard, you feel like you failed with your mind. There's so much power in the mind. If you can think your way through and be like, I have a choice here. I am the master gardener. I decide what comes in and out in my life. And I can create whatever I want by making choices and then working towards that. You hold the power. You hold the power within your heart and your mind, within that soil to get through anything hard. We have an episode that's called Worms and Butterflies. And we talk about Katie's gardening in her garden and she digs through and all of a sudden there's a worm right? And it's like you kind of jump back this little squiggly worm, which Mm -hmm. is similar to something, you know, maybe surprising in your life that happened that you weren't expecting. And you have a choice of what to do. Like when there's that worm and it leaves a hole, what do you fill that wormhole with? You can fill it with light. You can fill it with hard work. You can fill it with mantras, daily habits, little tiny habits you do every single day that will make a huge difference in the end, right? So it's really about giving these kids that ability to realize that I have the choice and it's up to me to be who I want to be. And I believe in myself. That's why we're called, I believe in me. The power of believing who you are and Mm -hmm. believing that you are amazing Mm -hmm. and have something to give and something to share will help you get through those hard times. And in getting through those hard times, there's more strength. Those worms in your garden They're there for a reason. They make healthier soil so that you can grow stronger. And so when they realize that, okay, I I remember I graduated in PR and I went out for a PR position at the top firm right in the city, right where I was getting out of college. And they had me come back for interview after interview after interview and basically said I had the job, just wait for the offer. The offer didn't come. The email didn't come. And I was like, what is going on? And then at graduation, my partner, who I did my final project senior year with, mentioned that he got the position at this firm. And I was like, wait, what? I went home and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. They totally left me hanging. It was a wormhole. I didn't expect that. And here I am graduating from college. And I was so devastated. But then what do you do in that position? You know, do I just stay in the dark and feel like I'm a failure? No, I just graduated from college. So making it in the real world, recognizing those wormholes that they'll get you stronger. I didn't stop there. I put my resume out there and I ended up getting a way better position and job that taught me so much more 
gave me so much more responsibility. I had so much more real world experience in this new position. And I was so grateful for that previous wormhole. So it's kind of teaching them as far as facing the world perspective and the tools to see beyond sometimes that difficult moment and to see the strength beyond that. Yeah, that's good. All right. Well, we have to land this plane. So your best piece of advice for the moms listening. Keep going and keep growing. I think there's so much power in motherhood. I think one of the strongest forces, now I'm going to get emotional. One of the strongest forces for good in this world is a powerful, strong mother. Do not give up. If things are rocky at your house, you gather your little chicks around you and you try, try again. Reset your own routines. Reset your own garden. What are you allowing into your house, your own garden that you've created for your family? Be strong. If you need to reset and set different rules for media, if you need to set different ways you do things, you can do it. And we are here as a resource too. And Colleen, you've helped so many people. But nothing influences a child more than their mother. And I feel like the strength and power within moms is what really is going to change this world for good. I agree. I want to just tell a little analogy here. We're going to go to a growing garden theme. I can't help but think of the Chinese bamboo tree where you plant the seed and you don't see anything for four years. Nothing sprouts up. You might have thought you'd failed, right? But then soon enough, what's growing underneath are these roots digging down deep so that a trunk can shoot up to be this huge, beautiful bamboo tree down the road. So I would encourage and add on to Katie's to help these moms realize that don't give up. If they don't see the immediate, you know, blessing or gratification that comes from some of their efforts, that it's still worth putting in the work and doing all that they can to create that home that they want for their family. They're digging those roots deep and someday the blessings will come. If you put in the work, it will be there. It will come. Wonderful. Allie? I think, I mean, just amen to everything that has been said and all of these things that we're teaching, all of these mantras, all of the habits, all of the tools that we're giving the girls are just as applicable to us as moms is be confident in who you are and how you run a family. And it's okay if your family looks different. It's okay if you have different rules for social media or dress. Oh my goodness. The dress code with girls these days is sometimes mind-blowing. And it's okay to put those parameters for your family and be strong and confident and knowing who you are as a person and as a family. And when you do that, it will trickle down to your little chicks and it'll trickle down to your children and they will feel your confidence. And I think when I have shown my kids that I'm confident in a certain decision, they respect that a little bit more and they know that I kind of mean business. And so we're all here to help and support every parent, every mother, every father out there. We are the biggest cheerleaders. And I think finding confidence in yourself and in your family unit can really change a family and can change a community. Wonderful. So if moms wanted to find out more about y'all, where can they go? They can go to bloomfully.com. That is our main website. And the program for elementary school girls is called Singer's Company. And the program that we've been talking about today for middle school girls and older is called I Believe in Me. And it's all found at bloomfully.com. Really easy. Or we're also on Instagram as I Believe in Me Girls. And we love people coming in to follow and contribute and comment. So we welcome anybody who wants to grow in their garden. (laughs) And we love these girls. We want to help them just feel so awesome about themselves and what they can offer the world and to help them feel needed because the light that these girls have naturally is so needed in this world right now. So needed. And we want them to recognize that light and have confidence and build that confidence to share it. I feel like A strong girl builds a strong family, which builds a strong community. And these girls will be mothers in 15, 20 years. And as a whole, as a society, we need mothers who know who they are. And we need mothers who aren't afraid to raise children to 
stand on their own two feet. So it has to start now with these girls because they're raising kids in the future. Who knows what that might look like, right? So there is so much power in a girl because she's a mom. She will eventually be a mom someday. She'll eventually be in all of our shoes and she needs to stand on our shoulders. And we need to kind of be like the ones, you know, helping land the plane, I guess, per se, to say, hey, this is what we've learned and we want to just help you so that you have the best chance possible to raise a family that can be happy and thriving in 15 years. A lot of wisdom here. So I want to thank y'all for being here today. And I really appreciate your time. We We just appreciate your time. And to feel like we're arm in arm in something like this to help strengthen women, help strengthen girls, help this world. Cheer them on. Yes. Mm -hmm. This world needs them. Yes. Yeah. The last chapter in my second book, Dial Up the Dream, Make Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You, is called The Choice. So it's very much in line with what you're talking about. I don't know if you've ever heard the mother curse, which is, you know, I hope someday that you'll have a daughter that will treat you as bad as you treated me. Right. (laughs) Right. That's not what we're about. We are about Mm -hmm. the mother blessing. Yes. Going to go from generation to generation. Yes, exactly. We've got to be because there's other people out there who have different agendas. You know, don't you feel like there's other people out there trying to destroy families? And so as moms and as women, we've got to just build up each other, build up our daughters, even though we might resent some of the things that they do back to us. And they're just kids, right? Mm -hmm. But to be able to strengthen them, to give them wings to fly is just the best thing we could do. And I think we can all agree that motherhood is the hardest thing we've ever done (laughs) and are doing. And it's also the greatest and the most rewarding. I don't think anything fills my soil or my heart more than being a mom. And I didn't plan to go and pursue business and to create these businesses, but it's what my heart said to do. But I always start off my day and my routines. I'm a mom first. So up until 9 a.m. every morning, I'm a mom. I'm doing laundry. I'm making breakfast. I'm packing lunches. I'm vacuuming the floor. I'm getting my house set up so that I can go. And then I go and I do my work. But I'm always a mom first because that is the most important. And I hate to unload the dishwasher, but it's part of it. Sometimes. <laughs> it's your routine. It is. It's my routine. You got to do it. it. I know oh, if gosh. I do it, then I'm going to have more joy in my garden because I can enjoy the happy moments and I'm not frazzled. So anyway, motherhood is the hardest, but best thing ever. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Colleen. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my award-winning best-selling books, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, and my newest release book, Dial Up the Dream, Making Your Daughter's Journey to Adulthood the Best for Both of You. You can find both of these books wherever books are sold. And you can find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com. And that has two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.